Hey friends, it's Ashley and Jana. Welcome back to season two of the Geek Girls Universe podcast, your home for the latest entertainment and fandom news. Hey friends, welcome back to the Weekly Bugle. WandaVision finale, one word, wow. Okay, another two words, my heart, because that episode left me gutted. The the finale left some people feeling unsatisfied. It wasn't us, by the way. But if you look at it closely, it has some big implications for the future of the MCU. And although some theories weren't proven to be correct, they also weren't necessarily disproven either. I'm just saying. And if you're new here or haven't already, we would love it if you left us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. It helps our podcast reach other geeks and the more the geekier, right? We also have a Facebook group, The Geek Girls Universe. You don't need to be a girl to join, only a geek. So we're going to get right to it and do a breakdown. And Ashley is going to do that breakdown for us because, as you all know, if you've been here before, Ashley is the breakdown queen. She puts them on her site. She does it here. And she is the baller breakdown woman. <laughs> so let's get into it. And then we will, you know, come back to talk about, you know, our favorite moments and quotes and things like that. But Ashley, take it away. Well, I'm going to try to do this breakdown without having a breakdown. That is my goal. Uh, because yeah, this episode was devastating. I thought last week was heartbreaking. I was wrong. I mean, it was, but <laughs> the finale, wow, all right, wow, just wow, it was a lot. The episode was called The Series Finale, which took some people by surprise I saw on Twitter, but sorry, I don't think WandaVision's getting a season two, and not that I think it needs it either. It told the story it needed to tell, and what we'll see a, a season two, so to speak, will be within the movies and the TV shows that it ties into. That's so weird. I I feel like I've seen people online talking about like a season two, but yeah, I'm kind of like, I don't think this is going to really have a season two. Yeah, it's it's not a season two kind of show. No, no, it's <laughs> really like, not. Like nothing about it said season two to me, but. No. So anyways, series finale, because it is, in fact, the series finale. So it it doesn't waste any time. There's no flashbacks. There's no flash forwards. We're literally standing in the street with Agatha and Wanda where we left them. And Agatha is counting on Wanda to hit her with her power so she can absorb them like she did with her coven. And as Wanda fires stuff at her... Wanda's hand begins to go, uh, like grayish, uh, black, like it again, like she's being sucked dry. Right. And that's where it kind of starts. Uh, Wanda ends up dropping a car on Ag- Agatha, which cracked me up because it was totally a wizard of Oz callback. She had that one scene where she was on the bike, like the wicked witch of the West. Well, this time she had a car dropped on her complete with, you know, the boots being all that you could see. Inside the house, I laughed. But unlike the Wicked Witch of the East, Agatha did not disappear. She reappears outside. Meanwhile, White Vision shows up. And we're all like, oh, crap. What is going to happen now? And he 
attacks Wanda because she's not expecting to see him. I think she knows he's the original Vision and she's a little, you know, uh, off-putted. No, that's not what I want to say. A little surprised, I guess, to see him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's definitely out of sorts, for sure. And that's how he gets so close to her and touches Mm -hmm. her. And then he starts to try to, like, crush her head. And Um, she's, like, freaking out because, I mean, what? (laughs) Yeah. But Wanda's vision, there's the show title, saves the day by coming in and tackling him. Uh, Jimmy Woo is under arrest because Hayward is a beep, bitty beep, 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 and obviously is threatened by Woo. So many Um, beeps. (laughs) So many beeps. But you cannot lock a magician up in handcuffs. What are you thinking, Hayward? You're not very smart, are you? So not only has Jimmy Woo mastered that card trick, he also learned to bluff using sleight of hand to take a cell phone without anyone noticing. And naturally, he gets out of his handcuffs with a little flourish, which I love. (laughs) Can we please, side note, have Scott and Woo reunite and do like a magic show? I need it. I need that in my Um, life. Absolutely. That magic (laughs) trick was the best. Um. So Jimmy calls the FBI after bluffing to Hayward, mind you, that the FBI was already coming. And he just talks to an agent named Cliff. We don't meet Cliff later. There's no other information given about Cliff. I have a theory about who Cliff might be. It could just be another red herring, as we know WandaVision has done a lot of in these past nine episodes. Uh, But if it's the Cliff I'm thinking of, he totally could tie into Secret Invasion, which also comes into play later in the show. Just putting it out there. Meanwhile, Wanda is confronting Agatha in the town square, where Agatha confirms that one, the book that we all suspected to be the Darkhold, is in fact the Darkhold. And two, it contains a chapter devoted to the Scarlet Witch, with some interesting facts about her, including she's more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme, and she is destined to destroy the world. That's pretty ominous but wanda's uh retorts that she doesn't know who she is as in agatha doesn't know who she is the book can't tell her what she is good for her don't let a book that's possessed by an evil spirit tell you what you are honey because you are you (laughs) agatha cuts the strings in a very ultron type move of the town people who reveal the trauma they've been facing that wanda had no idea So their children have been stuck in their rooms, like Pietro mentioned during the Halloween episode. Families have been separated, which we kind of knew, thanks to Norm. And and probably the most awful part of it is that when she lets them sleep, they have her nightmares. I mean, can you imagine as a a mortal, as someone who didn't fight in in in-game or Infinity War, having those types of nightmares? Crazy. I can't imagine. I mean... If you just think about like having a like totally messed up nightmare to begin with and how sort of riveting it could be if you're if like you're somebody who gets nightmares, mm-hmm. I can't imagine having a nightmare like that that would be so off the cuff with no exclam- explanation, no like reason for it, no reference, no like, oh, I went to see a scary movie or, a, you know, haunted house or like anything like, ugh, no, so unsettling. Yeah, that's, I was like, okay, that's crazy. 
Um, Fietro has Monica locked up in his man cave, which looks like a college dorm room. He's revealed to be Ralph Boner. Yeah. The elusive <laughs> no, Ralph. I'll say it the right way, Ashley, is Boner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it's mispronounced. It could be Bonner, guys. Come on. Uh, yeah, it could be, sure. He actually doesn't confirm. He just kind of giggles at the name. So, I mean, whatever. But anyways, uh, so this yeah. is the elusive Ralph Agatha has been referring to. And she's controlling him through the necklace that he wears. And Monica manages to free him after she figures out who Ralph is. Um, he, There's some theories about Ralph. He's definitely got a uh, casting like photo yeah, that has his name John. attached to it. He kind of yeah. giggles about the name, not that it's like his real name. It sounds like a very fake made-up name, right? I mean, I mean please. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so... It his whole like man cave den gave me like the basement vibes of Peter Maximoff from the X Men movies. Yeah, it just yeah. had that same, just like that same thing. So Billy senses something is wrong with his mom. The kids have been told by her to get in the house, you know, and as kids do, they don't listen, they disobey, and they go to find their mom. Because you know, really, what else did you expect of children, right? Uh, Wanda realizes she's hurting people and she's not a villain. She doesn't want to hurt these people. She had no idea uh, the pain she was causing them. She really thought she was helping them by kind of uh, sheltering them from the world. And she begins to use her power to open the hex to let them out. Unfortunately, that lets Hayward and his cronies in. And with Vision being tied to the hex, the fact that it's coming down and coming apart means he's also coming apart, as are Tommy and Billy, which was heartbreaking to see. We kind of knew it would happen. Agatha tells her that because of the way she worked the spell of West that she has over Westview, she can't have one without the other. Her family is tied to this magic, to the spell that she has casted. And it was so hard. It was that. hard, but it wasn't as hard as it was going to get. We just had no mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So true. So true. So then we get like our Avengers assemble moment. Um, you know, just like in every Avengers movie where they all come together to fight the bad guy. So we have Agatha floating up in the air. You got white vision coming in and then sword, the military shows up and Wanda vision and the boys stand off against them a la The Incredibles, which I loved. That was in the Halloween episode. It was one of the uh, movies on the marquee. Yep, such a great moment. It was. So naturally, Vision's going to take on White Vision. Wanda's going to take on Agatha. And she tells the boys to handle the military because, you know, hey, you're super-powered beings. You can do this. We haven't trained you for it, but you'll be fine. It's totally fine. And she flies off to deal with Agatha. Uh... (laughs) Vision, White Vision says that he's been programmed to destroy Vision. And Vision's like, okay, like, I get that. But let's have a talk, shall we? And manages to defeat him through logic. Uh, Agatha is going to take out the sword agents because to her, they're no different than, like, the villagers that went after women who were witches during the Salem Witch Trial. Wanda proves again she's not the bad guy she's been made out to be and saves them from falling to their deaths. Uh, Billy runs around, or sorry, Billy grabs mines and guns while Tommy runs around 
stealing sunglasses and a hat, which was hilarious. So funny. <laughs> and I love that they like high-fived or whatever each other when they did it. They're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I so mean, funny. I would totally high-five you too if we were doing this. I would I be mean, like, absolutely. yes. <laughs> Fist bump like Baymax. <laughs> um, Hayward being the word that he is, attempts to shoot the twins because it's Hayward, right? But Monica steps in and, like, using her power, she stops the bullets because they kind of go through her without affecting her, and then they just kind of pop out the other side. One gets past her, but Billy's got it with his, you know... Wanda type powers, powers like, whatever. That and they're crazy. both like, "Hey, I like your tricks. I like yours too." And it was they kind of funny because I almost feel like Tommy didn't know he could do that, or like didn't know the effect of his powers. You mean Billy? No, I mean, or like Tommy didn't know his brother could do that. Oh yeah, yeah. Because he was like, uh, sort of was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> he was like, like, "Dude, you've been practicing, like, bro." <laughs> right. I was I was waiting for Monica to like get a high five from them like yes, yes. <laughs> loving these tricks. Um, Hayward being the coward and clown that he is, he tries to flee the scene because now he realizes Monica can take him out just as easily as Wanda can. Uh, but Darcy saves the day and literally rams into his Hummer and it's just like, hey, enjoy prison. <laughs> That's so great. Also. I just have to say, like, I'm laughing sort of at the idiocy of people because online there are people like, I don't understand why Hayward's in handcuffs. I don't understand why he got arrested. I was like, bro, <laughs> first of all, he's a bad dude. Like, he's the bad guy. I don't care if he's the quote unquote director. Right. Because um, they're all like, oh, well, but Wanda, like, held all these people hostage and, you know, hurt people and blah, blah, blah. You know, he was just trying to stop her. And I was like, um, ish. But the reason specifically that he's arrested is because he stole Vision's body against mm-hmm. the Sokovia Accords, tried to build a sentient weapon and bring it back online uh, yep. against the Sokovia Accords. Mm-hmm. Um, then tried to shoot children which yep. is not cool <laughs> and also illegal. Yeah. And, you know, Monica was, you know, whatever, just happened to be in the way of that. And, you know, he did, I guess, technically shoot her, although it went through her. But I was just like, um, there's like so many violations and the <laughs> he tried to murder children. Right. What part of anything related to what Wanda did or didn't do, does that mean he should not be in handcuffs? I was like, I need somebody to explain uh, Wanda's brain things yeah. that way. But also he arrested, you know, Wu. Yeah. Because Wu no was reason. investigating him. So it's right. like you you know, if you're not guilty of something, you don't start arresting innocent people who question no. you. And people anyway. have authority. Oh my goodness. I can't. I was just like, seriously, people? Like, is I I right? think I missed that. I didn't see people saying that. But if I did, I'd be like, I, saw it a, I don't know. It was probably a Reddit thread I saw it on. It might have been Twitter. It was a thread somewhere, like a you know, message <laughs> of some sort. One of the like, one of the fandom rabbit holes you've been down, you saw that, did yeah, you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I was like, uh, do you need a throat punch right now? <laughs> Anybody who's defending Hayward needs a throat punch. Yeah. I was like, here, let me put this in layman's terms for you. Outside of the fact that you have no common sense. (laughs) (laughs) 
you're a moron. Okay, thanks. Bye. Yes. I'm like, here's why. Okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Vision is able to get through to White Vision by using a philosophical debate about the ship of Theseus. It's a thought experiment that raises the question of whether an object that has had all of its components replaced remains fundamentally the same object. This paradox essentially parallels what is happening with the visions because they are both, in fact, vision. They're both aspects of vision. And being a logic-based being, because that's what vision is, right? Beating him logically made perfect sense. Um, our vision was able to unlock the data that sword had kept like behind a firewall, I guess, essentially had like locked up in his databanks because vision's like, dude, you have, you're, you're me, you're me before I die. So you have the data. It's just being kept from you. And so after he asked for consent, which I love, he's like, may I, I was like, thank you, vision. For asking him before you just like touch him. Uh, very nice. Yeah. So White Vision lets him and he it's very like Age of Ultron when Jarvis goes in and like takes out Ultron. So you see the Jarvis colors that like yellowish gold yeah. um, go through that chip that's in the White Vision's head and he unlocks all the memories for him. And he's just like, wow. And then he leaves and we don't see him again. Now, somebody on our Twitter party this morning said he left to get therapy. <laughs> somebody, somebody else told me he went to the pub. <laughs> somebody else said like, he went to the pub. Someone else said he, he went, went to, to get some get some more memories. <laughs> yep. I I said when it happened, I was like, he kind of had his midlife crisis and was like, "What? I have a family, I have kids," and he left. Now it was weird that he left, but at the same time, I think they'll kind of explain it in the future, but it also didn't complicate or take away from the, the goodbye that we knew was coming for vision and Wanda. It would have been weird to have him there. It wouldn't have made it meaningful and impact as meaningful and impactful as it was. So we'll see white vision again. I'm sure. I'm sure we will too. And I agree. Like it was going to detract from the scene that we knew had to come when her hex vision needed to depart um, yeah. And that vision didn't have the memories that the hex vision had of what was happening in the hex and vice versa. So I feel like that vision also is capable, the white vision is capable of understanding because he's so complex and has all of those memories is under is capable of kind of understanding what was happening in the hex and just and also just recognize that he shouldn't be there. Right. So. Agreed. Uh Wanda in a call back to Age of Ultron sneaks up on Agatha and does her mind trick that she did to the Avengers and so and transports them to Agatha's nightmare which is the night she killed the others in her coven including her mother. The witches are reanimated like zombies. And at first they seem like they're going to go after Agatha, but in fact they turn on Wanda because she is the Scarlet Witch. And as she is bound to that uh, pole, her headdress begins to appear, her tiara, whatever you want to call it, begins to appear on her head. And I, we all lost it, I know, when we were watching it. Um, Agatha promises that she'll fix the spell 
if Wanda surrenders all her power. Wanda breaks free because you can't keep the Scarlet Witch tied up. It just doesn't happen. And they go back to Westview fighting in the air. And Wanda proves that she is a fast learner. She threw runes up in the hex to nullify Agatha's powers. And she basically gets all her power back that she threw at Agatha and then some and transforms into the Scarlet Witch complete with new outfit that is so amazing. (laughs) Sorry, I'm so excited about this outfit. It resembles her uncanny Avengers. Uh, It it looks so good. (laughs) I can't wait. So, so awesome. Like legit on fire. That's so good. So good. It's so like a good. phoenix rising up from the flames. It's so but awesome. But like a good phoenix rising up from the flames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As in a good story that was told and not. Anyways, I'll move on and not go into well on that. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Uh Wanda shows mercy on Agatha, which I was super excited about because first of all, Catherine Hahn just Catherine Hahn. Like, I don't want her to go away. Uh, she takes Agatha's powers, transforms her back into the nosy neighbor, and tells her she's going to live her life in Westview. Agatha warns Wanda that she has no idea what she's unleashed. And we think she, of course, was referring to Wanda's powers, but it could be something else that has to do with that book that tells about the Scarlet Witch. But the good news is Agnes is alive and well, toots, and she's in Westview, and if Wanda needs her, she always knows where to find her. We know in the comics they work together. Agatha has served as a mentor. Uh, currently, they're working together in uh, Doctor Strange's school. I would love to see Katherine Hahn back. Just And she has the best theme song. So, I mean, she needs to come back. I need that song in my life. I am so... I, I'm a huge fan of Katherine Hahn, and I always have been. So, for me to see her in the show, period, was awesome. And I was really excited to just kind of see her role go from like campy sitcom, you know, sidekick to super villain to (laughs) maybe she's not as super villain as she purports to be, but maybe she's also got some kind of a spell over her or she's being, you know, controlled by some other power, you know, like something that's tied to the dark holds. We don't know yet. Um, Either way, she was so fantastic in there and I just I need more Catherine Hahn all the time anyway and definitely would love to see more of her as Agatha Harkness yeah same okay well that was the fun stuff and now to the heartbreaking stuff it's the I mean, goodbye we could just skip that part right we could <laughs> um I'm gonna I'm can. gonna uh, yeah, I just, yeah. Well, we knew it was coming. I think it might have been easier if Vision had just like imploded himself to take out the other Vision. For real, because it only <laughs> would have been like half the heartbreak. Right. Instead, we get a, like, I'm like, I'm speechless. It was compelling. It was beautiful as much as it was heartbreaking. Uh, to see this goodbye. Um, I've been referring to it as beautifully devastating. Yes, it is. It, it is and it was. Um, 
I think I, so. We watched it together, and I'll link to. Uh, we actually have a reaction video, so you can watch us break down in real time. <laughs> oh. I'm only laughing because it's like watching yourself cry on like public whatever is kind of hysterical and awkward all at the same time. But at least we weren't alone. There's I don't think we've talked to anybody that didn't feel uh, emotional about this. Uh, so even our, and even our man friends, right? Like our guy friends were yes, also the guys were also they were like, oh yeah, I teared up or I cried, and I was like, kudos to you. Yes, kudos to you. Because it, it was sad. It was sad. And I might say it was sadder than Infinity War for me. You 100%. Because like when Infinity War, I was sad. Like, don't get me wrong. It definitely affected me. But I knew in my heart of hearts, like, okay, this had to happen. But they'll come back. And it'll be powerful and amazing. And in game. But I'm still sad. But no, this time I was just like, oh my god. Um, yeah, ag- agreed. Because you knew that you sort of knew what the resolution was going to be. You just had to wait for it. Right. And this was, I mean, I think we kind of hope we know what the resolution is going to be, but we don't really know. Whereas with Endgame, you pretty much knew what was happening. Right. You just didn't know where it was going to get, where it was going to get there. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, so they go home to this, yeah, this house that they were supposed to have together. Um, to this life that she's always wanted and they're putting the boys to bed to say goodbye you know it, it seems like they're just saying goodnight but it's the hex is coming for them and un- as in like it's lessening and since it originated at the house that's where it's going to end at the house so they put the boys to bed they tell them that they're so proud of them family is forever I 100% think Billy knew what was going on. And I want to say that he and Tommy probably already had that conversation because they looked at each other. Mm -hmm. But just like their parents, they accepted it. Just to, which is a powerful in itself. They're 10, you know? So 10 year old kids are accepting that this is the end. This is Mm. the end of the line for them. And it was just, it was a heartbreaking scene Right before she says, you know, leaves the room, she tells them thank you for choosing her to be their mom. And oh, it was just like, it was so heartbreaking. She's turning off all the lights. I don't think she really wants to see what's going to happen. And Vision turns the light on. And they just have this beautiful moment. And she answers the question, like, what is Vision now? And she tells him he is the part of the Mind Stone that lives within her. He is her sadness and her hope, but mostly he is her love. Mm. And he offers her some hope as they say goodbye. Hope to her and to us. He mentions he was a voice without a body. A body, but not human. And now he is a memory made real. We have said goodbye before, he tells her. So it stands to reason that they'll say hello again. And who knows what the future will hold for them. And we know that White Vision is still out there. Mm-hmm. So there is a chance that somewhere down the line, they'll be reunited again. But well, oh, go ahead. I Sorry. was just going to say, but that was, then she's just standing there in the middle of the house and the foundation. And it's just devastating. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that he, and she doesn't know that White Vision has all That's of the true. Stored previous memories but he does which so to us as a viewer is like 
weirdly extra heartbreaking because like she doesn't know that why he's saying that is because he knows that there's the the original vision out there still somewhere that has the potential to come back and be with her and as far as she knows this is like the end unless she were to like recreate him again somehow right so Mm. she leaves um she says goodbye to monica who tells her that if she had the powers that wanda had and she could do it she would bring her mother back too that she knows you know she knows that grief she knows what that feels like um Wanda tells her that she she's vowing. She's like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure out my powers. Because, again, she doesn't want to hurt people. She's an Avenger. You know, she wants to help, not hurt. And so she's going to do what she needs to do and figure out exactly what's going on with herself and how to, to use it for good and not let it get the better of her and do something like create a hex around a whole town or, you know, trap people within it, that kind of thing. Uh, the first credit scene, the mid-credit scene, Wu has assumed control of the Westview cleanup. Hayward is in custody. Darcy is not there, um, which kind of was stinky, but I get it. Uh, I hope this means Wu's going to take over or he's going to join S.W.O.R.D. Because he was like the man with the plan. He's like, all right, we need you know first aid here and we need this over here. And I don't know. We'll see. I just want to see more Wu. So whatever he needs to do to uh, show up more. Uh, An FBI agent comes to ask Monica to join her in the theater. She's like, oh, they're waiting for you in the theater. You know, we're all like, oh, is this the engineer? Like, are we finally going to see the engineer? No, we didn't. However, the agent revealed herself to be a Skrull and she was sent by an old friend of Monica's mother. He heard that she had been grounded and he'd like to meet with her when Monica asked where the scroll simply points upward. Presumably, she is referring to Nick Fury, who the last we saw was in space with the Skrulls at the end of Far From Home. And it could also mean Talos, but I think it's Fury. And this definitely, to me, screamed Secret Invasion more than Captain Marvel 2, personally. But I agree. Yeah, for sure. And like I mentioned earlier, so that guy that Wu called Cliff... If Cliff is, in fact, somebody, there is a Cliff Randall in the comics who was part of an alien race called the Collective Intelligence. So not a Skrull, but they were the Collective Intelligence were from another dimension. They ended up on Earth. Uh, They chose some of them chose to stay hidden. Others disguised themselves as humans, including Cliff. They could easily change Cliff into a Skrull for the MCU purposes. And Cliff ends up working with S.H.I.E.L.D. in the comics, or maybe in this case, S.W.O.R.D. with Wu, to defend Earth. A la Secret Invasion, right? Right. For sure. Just pointing that out there. And then in the final post credit scene, Wanda has secluded herself away from the world in a cabin at the base of a mountain, which likely could be a tie to Wondagore. The place where she was born in the comic books. It's also the same place where Shathan wrote the book of the Darkhold book and that the cult of the Darkhold gathered to honor him. Just, you know, just saying. It, just it seems saying. like it could be a likely prospect. And we know that, of course, 
We all create our fan theories. All the fans create random theories and they want things to tie in nicely and neatly. However, it seems <laughs> too fitting to not have some connection. Even right. if it's just a nod to and it's not an actual connection, it's probably at a minimum a nod to. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so yeah. Shows she's in this cabin, she's making tea, and but we hear a sound, and we hear the Doctor Strange theme, which is perfect, really, because Wanda has managed to do what Strange did himself, have a spectral version of himself studying while his other part does like the human stuff, does other things. Her spectral form, however, is Scarlet Witch who is pouring over the dark hole, trying to learn all she can about her powers. And she's interrupted by the cries of cries for help from Tommy and Billy. Now, remember she thought they ceased to exist when the hex came down. However, it seems somewhere out there in, in the multiverse of madness, they are alive and Lord help whomever has her boys trapped because they are about to get annihilated. Just saying. I mean, if somebody had my kids trapped, they better watch out. And I don't even have her powers, so. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, chilled. I was like, oh, this is how it ties in. Because, you know, you're like multiverse of madness okay like sure how is she gonna like get involved unless strange comes looking for that book but no i think she's gonna go to him for help possibly like hey hey you know about this stuff let me find my kids and it could be very well be a certain demon that has them because like we said some theories may not have been proven but they weren't exactly disproven either you know just, yeah, no, 100%. Just saying. I think that when we when we have more context, like when we can look back on WandaVision in the context of Phase 4, like once we have more shows and movies, we're going to see where they laid those groundwork for bigger reveals. They just didn't want to give it to us this early. As much as we wanted it, they just were like, no, you got to wait. This is a seed that has to grow and you got to wait. It takes time. So I think... Once we have more to look at, when we look back on this show, we're going to be like, oh, I see what they did there. And then we'll get to say, I told you so again. (laughs) Betting on that now. (laughs) It's very possible. It's interesting to me, though, too, that they've introduced the Darkhold, which has previously been introduced on two other Marvel television series, though not Mm -hmm. necessarily considered canon. Right. And they tweak the look of it, too. It looks different from those other versions. It's a totally different look than the other two times it was used. So I'm really curious to see, like, what they do with it in terms of how it's going to, you know, play out and just kind of, like, you know, how much it will tie into, like, its comic origin versus, you know, will they use any of the material that's already been kind of out there in the TV universe? Um you know, canon or not canon, uh, just it's, you know, it's interesting because I know that there's always debates over and, you know, the debate being like, no, of course it's not officially canon because it's, you know, never been officially 
listed as canon, even though, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the first few seasons had tie-ins, like Lady Sif was, you know, on an episode and Agent Hill showed up and, you know, and it is Coulson, like the same Agent Coulson and, you know, Fury was on an episode and there's, you know, so there's for sure actual tie-ins, even though they, you know, and for the first few seasons too, they also tied in release dates to major cinematic happenings, um, which was awesome but then you know i think in part you just couldn't keep up but they weren't trying to make it canon per se and it went off and did its own thing but there was definitely material in there that came from the comics it wasn't its own complete creation so i'd be yeah i'm just really excited and curious to see what they do with the dark hold in this yeah same i think uh what's going to end up happening with the previous shows not just Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but, like, even the other ones, like Runaways or uh, Luke Cage and Daredevil and stuff like that. I think they're going to do what Star Wars has done with Mandalorian, and they will canonize parts of it, but not yeah. all of it, you know? So that's what I think is going to happen, because like you said, especially with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there was definitely massive tie-ins and characters mm-hmm in the first couple seasons. Yeah. Uh, so, and if they bring in the daredevil from the show into Spider-Man three, which has been rumored, mm-hmm. you know, that will tie it in sort of. So I think it's just going to be like bits and pieces are going to be Canon, but not the whole thing. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and honestly, that is kind of what makes sense in terms of the material. I mean, I don't think you can canonize the whole thing because there'd be so many contradictions, especially since it's different writers and crossovers that you almost can't. I mean, how are you going to explain that Lady Sif shows up and, you know, whatever, and we mm-hmm. talk about her from, oh, she was in this movie and, you know, or she was in this, you know, situation where Coulson <laughs> was and you're like, I'm sorry, what? Like, oh, that's not canon. That's made up. Um, right. Exactly. This and Coulson was there and this happened and you're like, okay, whatever. Yeah, I I agree. And, you know, there's a few characters we'd love to see crossover anyway. Like, you mm-hmm, know, Amy and Hellstrom. Mm-hmm. And David 100%. Holler. Love to see Legion show up. Just saying. Oh, my goodness. 100%. It would be crazy if they brought him in to be a mutant, but not Legion. But maybe, like, Xavier. Because that's yeah. his dad. <laughs> So, I mean, if we could just get him in, Dan Stevenson, into the MCU, I think I'll be a happy happy camper. I'm 100% on board with that. Yes. Yes, please. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Well, I mean, we have a week, a little over a week to go until we get Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I threw out there in our Facebook group, which, again, if you want to join us, you don't have to be a girl. You just have to be a geek. You can find us if you search Geek Girls Universe on Facebook. We were talking about the post-credits scene of her in the mountains. Now, if they're going with that she was born in Sokovia in the MCU and this is her mountain, Zemo's family, that statue in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I'm assuming is in Sokovia or somewhere nearby. So I don't think we'll see her in Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think the earliest we'll see her is uh, maybe Loki, but definitely Spider-Man 3. But, I mean, you never know. Quick flyby of her seeing yeah. Zemo and being like, mm, he's shady. Let me go tell somebody. 
I don't know. Let's put it out there. But it would be cool to see to see it kind of woven in starting there. Yeah, it's not the most natural tie-in, but it certainly isn't out of the question. Right. I mean, there's more far-fetched theories, for sure. 100%. (laughs) There are way crazier theories than that that make, like, zero (laughs) linear possibility. Yeah. Making sense, so. I also think we need to prepare for Cap's funeral next week. (laughs) I think we're going to see it. Even though we know he's not it's still oh, gonna be sad like especially for those of us who are team cap it's yeah. gonna be hard it's gonna be hard I'm to still watch reeling from this past week yeah yep so uh-huh. i'm just putting that there if you're a team cap get your tissues ready i have a feeling that's gonna be the opening of the mm-hmm. show nope you're not wrong so yeah well let's see what else did we see this week guys because there was other stuff other than wandavision <laughs> I mean, well, we saw the new Spidey suit for a hot minute. Yeah. Somebody posted pictures from the set of his suit. I mean, it's Tom Holland. He always looks good. He's so cute. <laughs> we um, also saw set photos from Thor 4 where it looks like they are doing <laughs> the whole play thing. So it confirms Matt Damon is Loki. Uh, Chris Hemsworth's brother is going to be playing Thor. And Melissa McCarthy will be hella. <laughs> Which is hella hysterical. <laughs> that's hilarious i saw they kind of threw her the hammer because it's that scene you know where obviously they throw the hammer at hella and hella breaks it but she dropped it and i don't know if that was just on purpose or if that's exactly how it's gonna be in the movie i kind of hope it is how it is in the movie because that would be (laughs) so funny also and i love melissa mccarthy like i know there you know i i know there are people who like don't love the casting of some of the stuff like i mean we can talk about little mermaid another day i can't (laughs) And that's fine. <laughs> but overall, as like a comedian, I think she's forking hysterical. I think she'll be great in this. Yes. Like this is a fantastic, like this is a perfect fit for her. Like this is a great, but like, yeah, there are other things I've seen her in and I'm like, oh my gosh, she is just so funny. But then there are things where I'm kind of like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I love her as Ursula. Probably not, but I'd like her in general. So I'm willing to give it a try. But this I'm super excited for because I think it'll be funny. Yes. And the other photos that I saw from Thor, I just was like, stop showing me photos from Thor because I don't <laughs> care how much you went to the gym. I hope If you're wondering who she's me. referring to, I suggest you listen <laughs> to the Friend, Mary Kill Marvel Edition mm-hmm. uh, episode because that kind of uh, lets you in on that. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> well, we also saw Thor's goats. That was fun. It's true. So his goats are going to be in this. These are his goats that pull his chariot, um, which is interesting. It's going to be interesting to see them on film. Meek's got the makeover with having a female with uh, prosthetic limbs. And Taika was not in his Korg outfit, but he was being Taika and uh, not shying away from telling uh, the paparazzi what he thought of them. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, that's the image, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what I was referring to. Slightly vulgar, but so hysterical. I love it. So we'll link to the Twitter account that had those uh, photos in the show notes so you can see them too. And as for the other one, well, if you want to search for her photos, you can go right ahead. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we're uh, not liking those. Sorry, man. Not yeah. sorry at all. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> not sorry in the least. <laughs> and then 
Raya. Yeah, yeah. Raya and the Last Dragon came out. So good. Love that. Loved it. We've seen it a few times now. Going to watch it again on Friday as part of the New York International Children's Film Festival. Yes. Uh, But yeah, it's a great movie. It's kind of like John Wick meets Indiana Jones meets The Legend of Avatar slash The Legend of Korra. Yeah. <laughs> Slash Mulan. You know, doing the Legend of Korra stuff this week, it actually feels very, it does have a very like Legend of Korra kind right, of Right, it does. The action scenes in Raya are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Like, I was blown away by the choreography of them and having to animate that, like, wow, it just is beautiful. Um, I'm a longtime Aquafina fan, so anything she does, I am I'm here for. Nice. She was awesome as a dragon. I love dragons. I love her. So literally just loved it, loved it, loved it. Yeah, it was so good. So yeah, I'm excited to see her. She's going to be Scuttle actually in The Little Mermaid. Yep. And we don't, she's going to be in Shang-Chi. I'm not, I don't, can't remember exactly what her role is, but yes, her and Simu have worked together before. So I'm excited Mm -hmm. to see them together again. So excited. I can't wait for that movie. Yes. And Black Widow is still on track to release in two months. That's what we keep hearing. Yeah. Two months from yesterday. So we shall see. Fingers crossed that Mm -hmm. our girl Natasha gets to make her debut in her movie like we want her to. real. And that we get to see some dang Shang-Chi footage. (laughs) Yes, we need a trailer. And I still need to know what happened in Budapest. Uh, Yes, Budapest better be in that movie or we ride at dawn to riot. (laughs) (laughs) And I need some Shang-Chi footage. Like, I need it in my life. It needs to be with that movie. And that's what I said. I'm like, we're not going to see it until Black Widow. So come on, Black Widow. Come on, Shang-Chi. And come on, post-credit scenes that tie into I don't even know but just tie into something we need please. something we need please something. please 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 <laughs> we're begging you Kevin we're begging you give us more Marvel <laughs> I mean to be fair I feel like we're getting something new every Friday this year it is true. We are getting so much, but it's not the same thing as like pre-pandemic. You go to the theater and there's a new, you know, there's a movie and a premiere. Right, right. And, you know, even if you're not attending the red carpet, you're watching it stream live online and you're getting all of the, you know, pre-premiere coverage of like, it's just, it, it's not the same. I mean, life in general is not the same, but the content's not the same. Like, we're just not getting the big movies the way that we normally would get them. The ability to, like, have that, um, you know, same experience in a theater with all of your friends. Like, it's right not the same. So, like, you know there are parts of the movie where everybody's cheering and raising their hands. And right. I'll never forget and- watching Endgame when I screened it. So, I was at the press screening. And we were all, you could hear a pin drop. Nobody was talking. And when he said Avengers Assemble, like the whole 
dang theater like erupted I was one of them like out of the seat like just like cheering and I miss that experience so much those are those moments that like we just it's just not the same to watch it at home right or you know whether you're watching it with your family or three friends or whatever it is it's just not the same thing to not be able to watch that in a theater big screen lots of people and that sort of visceral reaction that everybody has at the same time and that's right you know we really just miss about the theater it's not that it's that unified everybody experience so yeah so fingers crossed for may yes and yeah Mm. (laughs) come on may yes Mm. well Friends, thank you for tuning into this episode of the Geek Girls Universe podcast. Join us next week as we share all of the breaking and exciting fandom news. And as always, if you have anything you want to share with us, tag us on Twitter at Whiskey and Sunshine and that Ashley Aaron. Until next time, geeks. Bye. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for more geeky goodness.